Hey family, this is Javer Fitzbogle and I am the creative director of the Detox Movement Global Ministries and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope that it blesses you. We hope that it challenges you and we hope that it encourages you to see that God is moving in your life. So come grow with us and enjoy the message. What is going on everybody? How you doing? How's everybody doing? Y'all, let's give Jesus. Come on. Y'all, throw the claps up. Everybody throw the claps up, man. What is popping, man? Oh, ah. You know God is good, man. Listen, y'all, I'm so excited to be here. Welcome to uh, the Detox Movement Bible Studies. Man, this is where we come together. We dive into God's word together, man. And we go hard like stale bread. Let me tell you something. My team been going, they've been going ham on me because I've been saying hard like stale bread for a cool little minute now. And they're like, man, we got to come out with something different. So if y'all got any slogans for your boy, help me. I need something new, okay? Uh, we had hard like Jolly Ranches, uh, hard like Krusty the Crab. I don't know. So you got the slogan, man. You got to bring it up because we got to come with something different. But then listen. Thank you so much for God. Thank you guys for being here this week. Man, I believe God is going to speak to us today. I want to take a quick moment and I want to thank every single one of you that have taken time out of your day to come in and fellowship with us. One thing we do know here is this, is that we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that works on the inside of you. Now, we talk about Ephesians 3.20 a lot. Some of y'all got it memorized because y'all cooler than me. You know what I'm saying? But we forget that portion of the scripture that talks about according, right? There's something that happens when God moves according to the power that works on the inside of you. That power is called faith. And what you're seeing today, man, is a product of faith. Everything that we're doing from creating content for you guys to bring in the word of God on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, we live to represent Jesus and give Jesus to you 24-7. So I just want to take a moment and thank all our newcomers for being here. If you're joining us on Facebook, if you're joining us on Instagram Live, if you're joining us on Zoom, if you're there with us on Facebook, welcome if it's your first time. I want to know how you are doing. Do me a solid, because I'm going to read them. I'm going to call you out, okay? I'm going to read it right now. I want to know how you're doing. How's your week doing? Put one word or one emoji in the comment section to explain how you're feeling right now. I'm reading it right now. One word or one emoji to explain how you're feeling. Where they at? Where they at? Where the emojis at? Where they at? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? We got a couple smiley faces in the building. Oh, oh, we got some smiley faces down here. I see you with the smiley faces. We got the strong, strong hands, the hand claps. Welcome if you're joining us. Oh, we got happiness in the building. Kiki's happy. I love it. I see you, Kiki, girl. Welcome. Man, it's so good to see you guys. What face is that? Oh, we got the star eyes, the star eyes. We need that. I see y'all with that one. What else we got? Oh, we got the muscle arms, Nick. I see you with the muscle arms, son. You need that. We got a couple smiley faces. Listen, guys, welcome. Blessed. I love it. It's so good to see you guys, man. Listen, we're going to dive into God's word. But before we do, I want to thank each and every single one of you for taking the time to come here today to fellowship with us. It truly is a privilege and it truly is an honor. I thank you for being here and I pray that tonight is a blessing for you. So, if you have been with us from the start, we have dived into this amazing series entitled Make Me. 
Now, this series has been a blessing. Something like salad dressing. Y'all say y'all caught that, right? And uh, man, it's really helped us to see that God wants to make us to be something or to become someone, but he will never make us. Y'all remember, if you didn't take notes, write that point down. God wants to make you, but he will never make you. So the idea of being made in Christ or being made new in Christ Jesus is that God wants to do something new in you. What is it that God wants to do in you? I believe that God wants to make some of us righteous. To some, God wants to make us holy. To other, God wants to bring clarity to our, to our lives so that we can see clearly, so we can see him and what he's doing in our lives. What or who is God making you to be in this season? So tonight, as we continue this series, we are going to be diving into something that has been on my heart for probably since halfway last year. I, didn't, I knew God was going to kind of bring this topic up, but I didn't know this was going to happen tonight. But let me just be clear when I say that God wants to do so much in the earth, but he's looking for people to produce his will in us to be established on earth as it is in heaven. And so the scriptures go on to say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we talk so much about God's will being done that we overlook the idea of the word let. Mm. Let your will be done. If you do not allow God to move in your life, you might fail to see what he wants to do. Some people think, oh, well, God, God will always, if he's God, he can do whatever he wants. Yes, he can do whatever he wants, but he wants you to allow him to move. And this concept of being made in Christ has everything to do with us allowing God to move in us. And so tonight we are going to start reading from Daniel chapter 10. Now I've been waiting for this one. All right. This one's been on my heart for a while to talk about with each and every single one of you, because we have started the fourth of this past month here. We started our 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you join us with 21 days of prayer and fasting, yo, give Jesus what's up. Give him a hand of applause, because I'll tell you one thing. God has been moving whether or not you have been present. Now, that might hurt somebody because you might think, well, God's not working. But God is moving whether or not you are present. The fact of the matter is this. If you choose to be present, God will not only continue doing what he's doing, but he will move freely in you. You see, the Bible says that, that, uh, the Bible says that we desire for God to move freely. So God, move, do as your will, have your way, complete the good work that you have started in us in Jesus' name. But in order for God to complete the work, he has to start the work. And in order for him to finish the work, he has to get through what he desires to do in you. So if you have your Bibles, pull it out. We're going to start reading from, um, from Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. We're going to read verse 1 to verse 4. I'm going to jump down to 11, and we're going to read in verse 14. And just a little bit of a backstory so we understand kind of what's going on in Scripture right now. There's this guy named Daniel. Cool guy, man. Loves the Lord. He's like a lot of us, you know, loves Jesus about that life. And um, he wants to see God do something special in his life. I think a lot of us have been in this 
place or this season where we've been asking God to do something specific in our lives. So a lot of you joined us in 21 days of prayer and fasting, and in doing so, your hope was that God would do something in your life. Well, let me just tell you something. Whether or not you see the actual manifestation of what you're believing for has nothing to do with whether or not God is moving and working. Sometimes we desire for God to move, but to move on our own accord. And I heard one of my sisters in the face say this this week. She said, listen, man, God is moving whether or not you see him because he has an agenda and his desire is for you to allow him into your calendar so that he can do what he wants to do in you. And so Daniel, a man of God standing in faith, now finds himself here in Daniel chapter 10 in a unique position where he's believing God for something specific. In his case, he had a dream. How many dreamers do we have in the chat? If you're a dreamer, not just I have a dream like Martin Luther King, I got a dream like you legit, like, you, like God gives you a dream to see something and your desire is to see it come to pass, right? That dream is something that you ought to pursue God for so that you can find out the reason he gave it to you. God always gives you dreams with the intent that you would desire to understand what the dream means. So Daniel had a dream and he desired to get the understanding of what this dream meant. And for many of you watching here today, you have either a dream. You have something you're believing God for. You have something you're praying for. You're having something that you wish to see changed in your life. Something perhaps you want healed in your life. And you do exactly what Daniel did and what we did together as a ministry, which was you got together to pray. In Daniel chapter 10, I'm going to read through from verse 1 to verse 4, 11 to 14, and we're going to talk about it. In Daniel chapter 10, verse 1. It says, now in the third day, actually, I'm going to read, I want to read from this context here. In Daniel chapter 10, it says this. It says, in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a word was revealed to Daniel. I like this already, y'all. I like this already. Whose name was Belteshazzar, and the word was true. Remember, mark that word. The word was true. And it was a great conflict how can I read without hitting these points? Some of us are in a place where we have or are maybe in a place of great conflict where we just don't know what to do, where to go, how to maneuver. It's so great in our lives that we're like, God, I just, I don't know what to do. You see, God takes pride in these moments where you don't know what to do. And his desire is that you would come to him in such a way with humility and say, God, I really don't know what I'm doing. So Daniel finds himself and he says, man, there was a great conflict. And he understood the word and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel. Now, every time I say Daniel, I want you to insert your name. No matter where you are or wherever you're listening, insert your name every time we talk about Daniel. Because Daniel fasted, Daniel prayed, and we fasted and we prayed. We're going to draw a contrast in this Bible study together. It says, now I, insert your name, was mourning for three weeks. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all. For the three full Weeks. Underline that. For the three full weeks, we fasted for 21 days. If you ain't good at math, seven days in a week times three, 21. Y'all catch up, right? Verse four. On the 24th day, 
of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, that is the Tigris River, uh, I lifted up my eyes, verse 5, let's read this together, I lifted up my eyes and behold, there was a man with linen with a belt of fine gold of Euphaz around the waist. Jump down here with me to verse 11, verse 10. Let's read from verse 10 and we'll take 11. Let's read it together, verse 10. Let's start here. It says, and behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And now, and he said to him, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand these words that I speak to you and understand and understand these words I speak to you and stand up right now for now I have sent to you. I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up in trembling. Then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, fear not, insert your name, fear not, for from this day, from the day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before God, the words, your words, the words, your words have been heard. And I have come because of your words. 13, in the prince, excuse me, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me out. My boy came through. He says, for I was left there with the kings of Persia. Verse 14, and came to make, to make you understand what is to happen to you, to your people in the latter days for the vision of the days yet to come. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, God, for this word today. Lord, we pray that it would bear much fruit. Turn it into seed that would germinate within the hearts of your people, that they will be able to receive and hear your agenda in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, I want to talk to you from a teaching entitled, Make Me Evidence. Make me evidence. If you're listening right now, put in the comment section, God, make me evidence. Make me evidence. Because one thing I am coming to understand is this. Everything God does in our lives is a form of evidence. But some of us do not want to accept the evidence. But the idea behind accepting evidence is to see a bigger picture that God wants to make you evidence. We started this 21-day fast, and when I tell you, man, look, huh, it was a lot. And some of you have this idea, this debate that, oh, well, it's not fasting. It's not really a fast because it's like a diet change. Like we read the PDF in, the, in your link in the bio and you even said it was a diet. It's like a diet change. Well, the understanding behind fasting has everything to, it was, it has nothing to do with a diet change, but it has everything to do with deprivation. Whatever you deprive your flesh of or from is a form of fasting. Stay with me. This is all relevant. So if you like Netflix, you, you like Instagram, and you deprive yourself of the thing you desire, it is a form of fasting. So in this particular case, now we see Daniel in Daniel chapter 10. He starts off, I want to jump through this verse by verse. We're going to really hit hard with this Bible study. Hopefully it can help to bring some perspective. Verse 1, it says, now in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a word was revealed to Daniel. How many of you have been in a place or a time 
where a word was revealed to you. But just let me tell you something. Many times God is speaking, many words have been given, but not always do we understand. To receive God's word means nothing if you don't understand it. The Bible says that only those who have me in my heart, in their heart, who receive me as their Lord and their Savior can understand the things of God. So to receive God's word means nothing if you can't understand it. So my boy Daniel's out here and he's like, man, look, it happened. This is like 20, 2020. Things are hard. God gave me a word and it was revealed whose name was Belteshazzar. It says, and the word was true. Now, interesting, write this point down. When we talk about being revealed, a word being revealed, if a word is revealed, then a word was given. The giving of a word comes before the revealing of a word. So we understand in this text that Daniel was given a word because a word was revealed. How many of you have been or in or have been in a place where you heard God say something, but you wasn't really sure? You wasn't sure, but you heard something. You're like, you know, I'm pretty sure this is God, but I don't know what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a word being given. But the problem with words that are given is if you don't understand them, they mean nothing. It's like having seed, but not sowing it anywhere. It's like having ears, but you never listen. To receive the word of God is different than hearing the word of God. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word. But you can hear it and not receive. So my boy here, he's like, yo, I received, which means I heard. And I want every single person listening under the sound of my voice in this moment to understand that, yes, you need to hear God's word, but you have to receive it for yourself. The idea of being made anything in Christ is to receive that God makes you to be something in Christ. Okay, God says that I'm beautiful. I heard that. But do you receive it, though? Oh, you see, God, God, he made me holy and righteous. That's cool. That's cool. But do you receive it, though? Things are hard. You ain't got no money. Bills are not, you know, stacking up here in quarantine. But God said I'm rich. You heard it. But do you receive it, though? So the receiving of God's word is absolutely relevant to anything that's produced. My boy Daniel's like, yo, it was revealed, so I heard. Whose name was Belteshazzar, and the word given was true. That's powerful. Because if the word ain't true, then you're going to miss the mark. Be careful of what you listen to, because not everything is God. It may be a word, but that's not what's important. If it's true is what's important. You see, God's word that is true, the reception of the truth leads to fruit. Write that down. The reception of the truth leads to fruit. If you receive the truth, it will always give you fruit. Says, and it was a great conflict. And he understood the word and he had understanding of the vision. Hmm. He understood the word and had understanding. Now we know he had understanding and he understood the word and the vision because it was revealed. See, some of us see things, but we don't know what it is. So when you don't know what something is, it means that you lack understanding and you don't have the vision. When God gives you vision, he always gives you understanding. And if he gives you understanding, then you can see the vision. So Daniel had understanding because he obtained and received the truth. So here is the vision. 
In these days, verse 2, I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. Let's talk about it. The context of mourning does not mean fasting. Look, some of y'all, y'all heard the wrong things in church. Mourning is not fasting. It's not fasting, okay? He would go on to explain in the next verse that he fasted, as he explained in verse 3, I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth. He fasted, meaning he deprived himself of something that he wanted. But mourning meaning that he actually mourned for something. He was grieving something. As some of us, we find ourselves in this position, we lost someone during COVID. Something hit us hard in our finances in, in 2020. 2021 is just not starting right. I can't pass my classes. Every relationship I get in fails. Like, what is going on when you're mourning something, you're grieving something that you actually cared about? Daniel cared about this vision. It weighed on him so heavy that he stood up one day and was like, man, I really need to know what God wants me to do. Write this down. When God gives you a vision, number one, it has to be revealed. And number two, you have to know what to do. You see, Daniel got revelation, so he understood what was revealed. But he did not know what to do. And some of us find us in this place where we're seeking God and we're looking for his evidence to know that he's with us and that he's speaking to us. But I heard God say when I was creating this, when I was putting this message together, he said, Javert, I want to show you that I'm with you, but you won't see the evidence. Some of you want God to show you something, but if he showed you, you wouldn't know it was him. The idea of knowing that something is God is receiving revelation, understanding, and direction. Write it down. Revelation, understanding, and direction. If it's revealed to you, you can see it. If you understand something, you can comprehend it. And if you get directions, you'll know what to do. Daniel didn't know what to do. He's like, yo, I was, I was, this thing was really hitting me hard. It was hitting me different, yo. Like, I don't know what to do. The way my socks are set up, I feel like it's not going to be enough for us today. I don't know what to do, God. So I'm going to seek your face for 21 days. We fasted and we called it 424. If y'all following us on the ministry page, on uh, our social platforms, we called our fast 424. It was a couple weeks ago in the heart of December, I was praying, had no idea we was going to do, honest guy, I didn't know we was going to do fasting. I ain't going to lie to you. I was like, we going to fast? You was there. We didn't know we was going to do fasting, right? You, right? So I'm thinking myself, but the Lord told me, listen, I need you to set foundation. You're going to start your foundation by fasting. And I said, God, like, what you mean, though? Well, you know, we out here building foundation right now. What you, what you think we doing? Like, what's up, man? What are we doing? And the Lord showed me, he said, listen, 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 listen. I don't want to build a foundation. Oh, I'm coming so hard. But I want to make you a foundation. To make you a firm foundation in God is to accept that God is building something in you that is a foundation. And one thing I know is this. This ministry is going to be a firm foundation. We're going to be a firm foundation. Not only will we be a place that's rooted in God's word, 
sound in biblical understanding, but a place for people to see God and reach God because we were a firm, God made us a firm foundation. And as he began to give me this understanding, I said, Lord, well, what does that mean? You want us to fast? He said, yes, fast. Set up the rest of your year by setting up the beginning of the month. And I kid you not, we was here, you were here, right? I said to you, I said, well, I don't, I don't know which day we should fast. We, we, I'm kidding you not, right? Can, give your answer out loud so they can hear you. I said the first or the fourth. And I had no idea. I said, you know what? I mean, there's some trends out there. I think we can really, you know, we can start fasting on the first because, you know, a lot of churches start New Year's on the first. I was just like, the Lord said, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you a name. It's called 424 Fast on the fourth. And I said, whoa, it's kind of, I'm like, that's pretty dope, God. You know, it's on the 424, it's on the fourth. I was like, yeah, I bet. Had no idea. And then the Lord took me into scripture. And as I began to read, I want y'all to track with me. It says, now in those days, verse 2, I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks, 21 days. I ate no delicacies, no meat, no wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks, 21 days. Verse 4 went on to say, on the 24th of the first month. Now, I knew he fasted for 21 days, but I did not know that he started his fast on the 4th. Now, this is interesting to me because as I began to read, I said, wow, God, 424 was actually in scripture. Oh, okay. So, so I heard you. I, I received it. I understand. Okay, God, what do I do? And God said to me, he said, now build your foundation. So 424 in verse 4, and he says, I did all these things on the 24th day of the first month. I was standing in the bank of the great river, also known as the Tigris River. Now, the Tigris River comes from the Hebrew word. If I remember correctly, it's like it's like Heidekel with a Q on the Kel, Heidekel. And it comes from the understanding of building government and also building accuracy. It's to build government and to build, excuse me, authority. Why did government and authority come up in scripture when I'm reading the Tigris River? And I remember what the Lord showed me. He says, son, we're building foundation. And how do you build foundation? You build foundation with authority and government. The moment that you have authority and government in whatever you're building, it will be a firm foundation that will last to your destination. Wherever you desire to go, if you, feel, you, you build up the foundation of whatever you're building up in a way where the government of Christ is in it and the authority of Christ Jesus is in it, you will begin to produce much fruit. And so as we begin to fast, we're fasting and praying, we're fasting and praying for 21 days. I had no idea that God was building up our authority. I said, God, I need this. Father, help me. I don't know what we're doing, but God, we're going to pray. And sometimes you pray and you're looking for an answer and the answer is not coming when you want it to, but it doesn't mean it's not in transit. Let's read it. Let's read it. Talking about here, let's jump down to verse 11. Verse 10, it says, and behold, a hand touched me. Now, this particular point between these two, these two passages of scripture, I want to just explain it because we're going to run out of time. There was an angel of the Lord that appeared to Daniel and appeared to him in such a way 
that it overpowered his whole presence. Before I read verse 10, I want to show you. In verse 5, it says, And I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, there was a man clothed with linen, with a belt of fine gold, gold from Uphaz, that's a very nice little sick name, and around the waist, his body was like barrel, his face was like an appearance of lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like a gleam of burnished bronze, and the sound of his words sounded like the multitude. That sounds scary, I ain't gonna lie to you. That sounds very scary. And it says in verse 7, and I, Daniel, now alone, alone saw this vision. I, Daniel, alone saw this vision. When God is giving you vision, he'll always give it to you alone. He never gives vision to the masses, but he gives vision to the individual. This is why some of y'all in business with two, three people, y'all got different visions, and you're wondering why it's not working. Because vision hits you as an individual. But God can reveal the pieces of vision to the multitudes. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. Nobody else saw it. How many of you are in a place where you know you got people around you that just can't see your vision? That they can't see what God is doing in your life? Only you can see it. It's like that for a reason. For the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great trembling fell upon them, and they fell to themselves. They fell, and excuse me, they fled and hid themselves. People who do not see your vision or receive your vision cannot sustain your vision. What God puts in your heart is for you to see and for others to see for themselves. This is why I ain't going, I don't need to tell nobody what we build in here because if they can't see it for themselves, they can't see it. And what God wants to do in you is something that only you can see. But it will take a level of patience, fortitude, and commitment to press in a place of prayer where it can be revealed to you, where you can obtain understanding, and God will give you direction. When God gives you direction, it does not matter what you do or where you go. People will find their way into the track of your life. So we jump down to verse 10 and we see that he was trembling at the presence of this angel. And behold, a hand touched me. Woo! <laughs> a hand touched me and set me trembling on my knees. There's a song that says that. I don't know what the song it is, but I'm, I'm going to figure out what song it is. Something on my knees. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. Um, and he said to me, oh, Daniel, insert your name. Man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you. And stand upright. That was intentional. Not right up. Upright, because posture matters. For now, I have been sent to you. Did y'all circle that before? Did you circle it? I have been sent to you. God already sent a word. God has already sent your word. A word that you've been looking for, a word that you've been praying for has already been sent. You just need to have it <laughs> revealed to you so that you can understand and so that you can know what to do. I have been sent to you. It's so powerful because the angel came in the form of an angel, but he really came in the form of the word. So not only was the angel sent, but the word was sent. So the word was sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. <laughs> Have you ever got a word from God that just made you shake? And you were just like, yo, this is God. 
Yo, there's anything I know, this is God. And it makes you shake because you are so, how do I say this? You are so at awe or in awe of what God is about to do. And you're so dumbfounded, favorite new word, right? Dumbfounded that you can't believe God would actually choose you, give you that word, give you that perspective, allow you to see it. There's a reason why he chose you. Because there are certain things along the pathway that only you can endure. Daniel had to fast in this manner because he had to fast in this manner. And when he fasted in such a way, he found himself in the presence of God where the angel answered him. Watch this. In verse 12, it says, he said to me, fear not, insert your name, Daniel, for from the day, from the first day that you, from the, from the first day you prayed, that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before God, your words have been heard. From the first day you prayed, it was heard. Was it just that he prayed and it was heard? No. It was that he prayed and his heart was right and his head was right. To be right in your heart and your mind doesn't mean that you're not sober. It doesn't mean that you might have a mental dysfunction. It means that your heart is set on Jesus and your mind is set on his ways. From the first day that he set his heart to understand, point number one, in order, to, in order for your prayers to be effectively heard, is to number one, set your heart to understand, and number two, humble yourself before God. If you do not set your heart on the things of God, it will be difficult for you to be driven through the process of getting your answer. For some of y'all, it was hard to fast. It was real hard to fast. Your heart wasn't right. <laughs> well, let's, let's be honest. Sometimes when your heart is in a place where you want something so bad, nothing will stop you from getting there. And the idea of prayer and fasting is to suppress our flesh, to elevate our spirit, to be effective in prayer. And so we understand that this man of God had his heart set on Christ. And he humbled himself before God. Why did he humble himself? Because he didn't pretend like he knew. You see, some of us pretend like we know. Oh, I, I, I got the answer. I'm going to pray, but, you know, I, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, I mean, this is cool and all. I mean, I get that. But, like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I heard this word, so it must mean this. Like, I, I'm not even going to consult God. Like, why should I ask Jesus? Like, what's the point? I'm not even going to do that. Because, you know, I know it's me. Humbling yourself is to say, God, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know where we're going. I don't know which way to go. I don't understand. Father, it hasn't been revealed. The precursor to revealing, understanding, and direction is a heart set under God and a humble spirit before Jesus. If you desire 
to have his word revealed and, and you desire to understand what God is telling you and you desire to see, if you want to see evidence, set your heart under, to understand and humble yourself before God. In Daniel's case, his words were heard. And he says, and I have come because of your words. I want to share this with you. I wasn't going to share it. I ain't going to lie to you. I wasn't going to share it. But I'm going to share it because I feel like it's going to help somebody. It's going to bless somebody's life. Um, for all of you who don't know, uh, I'm not born in the United States. I was born in uh, Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Shout out to T-Dot. Straight from the 6th. We're out here in the present. Got a couple of my, you know, people in the house that were from another city. But what I will tell you is this. It was adversity coming to these United States. You know, immigrating and trans, you know, going from one state to the next. It's a difficult place for any type of immigrant. And one thing I learned in the process is that God wanted to do something so special in my life. But I had to understand what God was revealing to me. Each and every single one of you has a story. Your story may look different than mine. It may look different than the next, but you have a story. My story have been for years. I didn't have the proper documentation that allowed me to finish school. I didn't have the proper documentation that allowed me to work. And by the grace of God, through time and prayer, I saw some changes happen in the government that allowed me to do some of the things that I've been praying for, like get a job. It's amazing how God moves because in this process, I went through a lot of hills and valleys. I found myself in the trenches. And there was a specific time within these last few months that my documentation, I was not allowed to appropriately re-register my documentation because of some legal matters that were happening and it affected my ability to work. It affected my ability to go to school. It affected my ability to do a lot of things. Now, this was really hard for me. As a matter of fact, this is hard for me to share because this is public. This is not public information. This is like my, only my circle knows about this. But I know this is here for somebody. And it had been about two, about two and a half months that I had been without work. And, and, and this kind of hits different for me because I know that God is faithful. But it's not until you're in something that you have to go through that you're tested by, that is your form of adversity, that you finally have to put your understanding to the test. It's not until you have to grieve something that no one else can understand, that you have to look God in the eye and say, God, why am I going through this? I remember I went into this fast without a job, without the necessary documentation, to just do the basic things like work, and I remember I sought God in prayer. I said, Lord, I don't know where we're going. I don't know where you're taking me. Father, I don't understand. Father, I need you to reveal to me your word. And I did not know then, but his answers started off in the form of 424. That in the idea of Daniel praying on the, 20, on the 4th, to the 24th, I overlooked something so powerful in the scripture that showed me something valuable that's relevant to my life, and I feel like it's relevant to yours. When you scroll back up in the text, you'll see here in verse 1, it says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a word was revealed to Daniel. 
who was named Belteshazzar, and the word was true, and it was a great conflict. And he understood the word and had understanding of the vision. Verse 2, in those days I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. In those days I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. Daniel is the author of this book, but he wrote this in past tense. Meaning that Daniel had already gone through what we're reading, and he's going back to illustrate something that he had gone through something before. He's looking at it now, and his answer finds him in verse 12, where the angel comes and says, for from this day, the first day that you set your heart and humbled yourself before God, your answer was heard. When we dive down into verse 13, the angel begins to tell him, he says, Now the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Now, this was so interesting because as I began to study, I, I began to feel liberated in my situation. Because I did not know that the answer was sent before he even prayed. Daniel prayed back then. The angel came after and said to him, I was coming, but I was withstood by the devil. I was coming with your answer the moment you prayed, but something stopped me. Which led me to believe this powerful revelation. Daniel didn't plan to fast for 21 days. He, he's going back and he's saying, I had, I'm going to read it for y'all. He said, he said, he said, in those days, I was mourning for three weeks. He didn't know that he was going to do it for three weeks. He did it for three weeks, which means that he fasted not knowing when his answer was going to come. For some of you listening to me, to, to me in this moment, you're praying for something and you did not know, you do not know if and when your answer will come. But I want you to know something. You won't even know that your answer came until it's testimony time. It was not until I prayed and on the third last day of my fast, I got a letter in the mail with the documents that I needed to work, to go to school, and to do all that and above. And I looked God in the eye. Yeah, that's a, prayer. that's a place to give God praise. I looked God in the eye and I said, wait a second, God, like this is crazy because I didn't have the answer when I was in it. But I had it when I came out. Because you won't know always that God is moving until he takes you out and says, now look where you came from. So God showed me that not only anything is possible, but that if you're patient, you can see me in everything that if you're patient, you'll be able to see the evidence. You see, what you don't understand is the documents that I needed were scheduled to take eight to 12 months. And I got them in eight to 12 weeks. And, and the idea that God moves in such an uncanny and uncomfortable way has everything to do with your obedience to humble yourself and to fix your heart on God. Because when you humble yourself and fix your heart on Jesus, not only will he give you the desires of your heart, but he'll show you why you had to go through what you went through. You see, somebody listening to me today, they get to receive 
the answer to something they've been praying for because God brought me through the situation. Daniel found himself in that place and the angel came to him and said, yo, I, I came, but I was withstood. This teaches us that sometimes when you're praying certain things, the devil knows how valuable it is. So he'll do everything in his power to delay it. <laughs> but God said, when I put a word out, it has to come to pass because the word of God says that my word shall not return to me null and void. That means that God's word cannot go out and not come and come back to him without fulfilling what it was sent out to do. God has sent a word out over your life in the form of angels, in the form of friends, in the form of whatever is necessary to deliver all kinds of vehicles. But God sent out the word to you when it comes is when it's needed, not when you want it. You see, see, y'all heard about Lazarus, right? See, Lazarus died. He, he was dead, dead before Jesus showed up. And because Lazarus, Jesus stepped into a place where Lazarus was dead, it seemed that God or Jesus came back late. Like there was a time frame for God to operate. Like, like God, if you don't come by the 15th, I'm going to get evicted. But, but God's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but I don't function in time. I function in perfect timing. So, so God can come after a situation and resurrect it like he did Lazarus. What is God looking to resurrect in your life that you won't let die? There are some things in your life that God wants to process you in, but you won't be able to see the evidence because your heart's not right. Because you think you know everything, but you're lacking understanding. What is it that you're not allowing God to process you in? I want to take you guys here to Proverbs chapter 12. I want to read probably from verse 17. I'm going to end on this thought, and I'm, I hope this message is taking you somewhere. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 17, it says, Whoever speaks the truth, <laughs> y'all, this is so good. I, I'm, I'm tripping. I can't even finish it. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence. But a false witness utters deceit. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence. I began to read this, and I said, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Evidence and the truth are both one and the same. And I began to read in the same text, go all the way back to verse number one. In verse one, it says, in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a word was revealed to you, whose name was Belteshazzar, and the word was true. So if the word that's given to us is honest evidence because it's the truth, then may I motion to you this thought, that perhaps the evidence that you're looking for is the word that God already sent you. And perhaps the word that he sent you was something that was supposed to change you. That it was supposed to make you to be something, to be someone. How do we know this? Because yes, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But guess what? When God's word comes into our lives, 
We don't hold it. It comes in us. So if the truth is the word and the word of God is the truth. And when he sends his word, his word is always true. As is illustrated here in verse two or verse one, he says, and it was revealed. Why was it revealed? Because it's the truth. And the word of God is on the inside of you then that means that the evidence that we have been looking for is you. That God has put us in a place to not just have evidence in his word, but to be evidence through his word. God wants to do so much in your life, family. God wants to build you up. He wants to transform you. He wants to reinvent you. He wants to turn you into a man of God, a woman of God, anointed, pure, humble, righteous. God wants to make you meek so that you can inherit the earth. But some of us do not want to allow the Holy Spirit to convict us so that we can see clearly and have understanding. Family, what I want for you to pull away from today's message is that God's word is evidence. And it's evidence that functions by itself. But his word is everywhere. It's just sometimes we can't see it. You see, God may not come when you want him to, but he's always on time. And we pray and we fast and we fast and we pray because some things only come out by prayer and fasting and other things we only get by prayer and fasting. Sometimes you got to break through to receive your miracle. Sometimes you got to fast because the thing that you're believing God for is being withstood by the prince of darkness. Sometimes you out here, you've been praying for a long time. You're wondering why things aren't breaking through because you're praying thinking that the only way you can receive this is if you pray for 21 days. But Daniel didn't know that he was praying for 21 days. He just happened to pray for 21 days. And on the 21st day, his answer came. Don't be fooled when churches tell you, oh, we're praying for 21 days. No, no, no. You pray until the Holy Spirit tells you to stop. God wants to produce but you got to give him something to use. I want to pray for you today. If you know that you are in this position where you're believing that God would move in your life, there are some things that you might be grieving over, some things you might be struggling to get out or to get through. I want you to know today that your answer had left before you even prayed. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not in transit. Just because it hasn't manifested doesn't mean it's not on its way. But it's coming in the form of God's timing. And God will give it when he sees fit. If that's you, I want to pray for you. That God would stretch your faith. That he would challenge you to lay down your pride, that if you're struggling to understand, that you would let him into your heart so that you could receive the Holy Spirit that allows you to change. I'm going to pray for you now. If that's you, I want you to just put your phone down, put your computers down, and lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because we know, God, that you are producing so much in us. 
And even though we can't see how much and how far the seed has grown when it's underground, Father, let us be patient until it breaks the surface. Father, help us to be patient to see fruit. Father, help us to be patient so that we can receive our blessing. For the word of God says that he who endures to the end shall be saved. There is a blessing in endurance. Father, help us to maintain so that we can see what we were maintaining for. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're doing because we know that this word will come to pass. The word that you sent to us will come to pass. And the words you spoke over us will come to pass. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over every person listening under the sound of my voice. I pray the blessings of Abraham. I pray the blessings of God that maketh rich and adds no sorrow over their life, that it would find them in their darkest places and encourage them to know that you are still moving in their life. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're producing in them and through them. In Jesus' name. I would like to also pray for any person who would like to give their life to Christ. They wonder, you might be wondering, who is this God that we talk so passionately about? I want to pray for you because what I do believe is that God always gives us opportunity to, to be reached. He'll always give us an opportunity to express. He'll always give us an opportunity to be made new. I want to pray for you. And that's you and you would love to give your life to Jesus. You can either put a one in the comment section or please do connect with one of our chat hosts on any of these platforms. And I'm going to pray for you that that's you right now. Just put your, put your phone down and lift your hands. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in their lives. And repeat these words after me. God, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Father, come in me, renew me, and restore me. Make me new so that I can be who you have called me to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you have any questions, comments, testimonies, or prayer requests, we would love to hear from you. Send us a message to the Detox Movement on all social platforms. And be sure to get your official Detox brand merch at thedetoxbrand.com. And above all things, family, remember that you are loved, you are blessed, you are beautiful, and most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. And until next week, family, God bless you.